I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. You know that we had a great time being involved as guest speakers at Andrew Rossendale's webinar last Friday. Well, due to government rules, the webinar wasn't able to be posted in the public domain. So what I thought we'd do was jump on Zoom and catch up with Gabby Kuhn of Pets Are Always Welcome to chat about what was discussed and really look at what everyone can do now and get behind this legislation called Jasmine's Law to end no pet clauses in rented and leasehold accommodation. Hi, Gabby. Welcome back to A Dog's Life. Good morning, Anna. Thank you. It's great to be back. Um, There have been um, so many great developments since I last spoke to you. So um, thank you very much for having me. I know. No, it's been like simply so full on. And I guess what we're talking about today is the groundbreaking news that since we last spoke, Andrew Rossendale MP presented his 10 minute rule bill, didn't he, in Parliament at the end of October last year, which has moved very quickly into a second reading, whilst it couldn't happen actually physically in Parliament due to coronavirus and restrictions. It was staged as a webinar last Friday, and you and I were both guest speakers, weren't we? Indeed, yes. And it it really... It really was a, a wonderful webinar and a wonderful a wonderful event. Um, and I'm 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 very happy to be here to talk to you about it today because I think um, so many great things came came out of, of of that event and so many great things have have come come along since since Andrew introduced his his ten minute bill. But the you know the the event itself was it really was a reflection of pet people because it was so balanced in the interests of the tenant, the landlord, and the welfare, the welfare of a pet. Um, and unfortunately, as it's, it's not on playback, um, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to be here today to, to, to reflect as, as a speaker and to reflect with, with, with you as, as, as one of my co-speakers. Yeah, because I couldn't believe it wasn't recorded, actually, Gabby. I, I felt so desperately blonde after the event because I obviously thanked Andrew's team, you know, for because it was very exhilarating, wasn't it, on Friday? It's one of those lovely highs when you feel like you've achieved something. So to get the reply, you know, that unfortunately there is no link, Anna. It's not pre-recorded. It's not uh, saved to re-watch. I was totally gutted because <laughs> there was so much interesting stuff stuff talked about not least of course your your comment Gabby which I thought was absolutely brilliant because there's been so much confusion in that government decided to amend their model tenancy agreement didn't they when was this late January um, yes actually um interestingly the, the, the government made the announcement when when Andrew when we were all tuned into Andrew on on the Jeremy Vine show um so that was that was a, a interesting timing but it you know i i think that the changes to the model tenancy agreement are a wonderful endorsement from from government for for andrew's campaign and 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 for for the many people that have been campaigning for this for 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 many many years which i'll i'll, I'll touch on in, in in a moment but 
unfortunately, with the government's best intentions, um, what, what's actually happened is there seems to be more confusion now on both sides um, with, with tenants now assuming that they can automatically take pets into their rented properties and with, with, with landlords kind of not really understanding whether they, they, they must allow tenants with, with pets, etc. So I, I think that legislation, you know, speedy legislation is, is, is very, very necessary because the government, the, the model tenancy agreement is a set of guidelines. They're not mandatory. Um, and without regulation and legislation that balances the interests of both landlord, tenant and the welfare of a pet, which Andrew's proposed legislation does very, very well, um, we, we really, you know, we're, we're kind of all in a, a bit of a, a limbo, really. Yes, there is a lot of confusion. Um, I'm running into Friday's webinar. Several people actually have said to me, Anna, you know, it's great that you're involved with this webinar, but I just thought you'd better know it is already law, you know. <laughs> and then I'd have to say, well, no, it isn't. That's the whole point of the webinar. And, and so we, it, it is this thing where Jasmine's law, which is all about ending no pet clauses and really ending what is rather outdated and discriminatory, and I would guess, Gabby, really from a government's perspective, landlords with no pet clauses are highly unrepresentative of the ethics, really, of today's society, where discrimination really isn't where it's at. Yes, I, I agree, Anna. And, and I also believe, and, and this, this is just my personal belief, I don't have any statistics to back it up, but I, I do believe that, you know, landlords are typically not not pet friendly i just i just think that you know landlords can can also typically be very very busy people and and i think it's just something that many many landlords perhaps haven't considered in the past um of course there there will be a core group of of, of people who are opposed to this um and you know i, I think there there are those type of groups everywhere that will 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 be opposed to any any changes that um, that come about, whether it's in in the pet world or or, or any other world. But but you know I, I do think that landlords typically maybe just don't understand the benefits of having a a tenant with a pet because you know typically a tenant with a pet has has already proven that they they're they're responsible for 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 another being. So you know I I think landlords are missing out and big corporate built-to-rent schemes are, are, are really cashing in. Yes, I know. I agree. I mean, you know, there's been a shift in, in the last, I'd say, about 15 years, not least reflected, as I always say, by the younger demographic now owning dogs, which never used to be the case. You know, when I was young, I always thought, well, when I retire, you know, I'll get a dog. I didn't, actually. I, I got my first dog as a grown-up on my own when, when I was 37, and I was considered completely nuts for doing it because back in 2002, nowhere was dog-friendly like it is now certainly taking a dog to the office was never going to happen so it's a very different world and now we're seeing of course that actually 35 percent of the rental market aka the millennials are now owning a dog in fact i think it is 38 percent of under 37 year olds now own a dog which is a radical shift change and one that if i were a landlord i certainly would think well i would definitely be pet friendly because it would give me more more choice of tenants and it would enable me to rent out 
more properties because it seems that the society is reflecting support of pet ownership, dogs in particular, because you go out and about with dogs. Wouldn't you agree with dog-friendly pubs and restaurants and places that now welcome dogs? Yes, absolutely. And I, I mean, and that, that, that's very interesting. If, if, if you look at how, how pet friendly has shifted over the last five to seven years, may, maybe longer, I mean, you, you would struggle now to, to find a, a cafe or, or a bar or a restaurant. Well, maybe not right now during lockdown, but, you know, most of them will, will either welcome your, a, a well-behaved pet or they will have an area where, where you can take, take your pets. And, and that is a reflection on the, the the shift in in society, um, and I also think that, you know, one of one of the things I've seen on on many landlord sites is people saying, oh well, you know, a, a pet is going to destroy my property, um, and I, I really I really find that very just very difficult to understand because for for many people renting, and, and I rent myself. Our, you know, I respect my landlord's property, but but this is my home, so I'm I'm not going to allow my my pet, my dog, to to destroy what what I what I consider to be my home and and my property. So you know, I think that there are a very very small number of of potential tenants who who would allow that to happen, and they are probably the type of tenants that even if they didn't have a pet, they're going to, you know, they're not going to respect the property on any level anyway. I know. It's something I was saying actually on talk radio yesterday, you know, if I had the choice between very generalizing here, you know, a couple of bachelors sharing a pad that in the olden days before the pandemic might be out on the lash every night, or, you know, a couple who owned a dog and maybe also had a cat. I know who I'd prefer to be my tenants, but I'm probably generalizing a bit here. But, you know, I think the pandemic has really shifted our view on all of this in a way, Gabby, because we've all been cooped up, we've been in isolation. Those of us who had dogs before the pandemic have understood their their health benefits before the pandemic. But of course, how great is it that we've been allowed, you know, out for an extra pee break a day with our dogs. Dogs have hit the news since the eve of the very first lockdown with being allowed out for an extra walk around the block with our dogs. And really, it hasn't stopped, has it? For the past year, dogs have been hitting the news, both good and not so good. But on the whole, the, the effects of having a dog with you raises your spirits. From a mental health perspective, there's nothing better than the, the companionship of a dog. Indeed. And, um, you know, so that is something that, that Dr. Elizabeth Ormerd, um, who spoke on the panel two um, of the, the webinar, um, on Friday, um, touched in, 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 in great detail. I mean, th th this is a wonderful lady who has been campaigning for positive pet policies since 1984, believe it or not. And she has done so much research and, you know, actually statistics and, and backed up research on the health benefits of having a pet from the from a very young age, um, you know, she 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 spoke about how um, children who who are in homes with pets can typically um, get better grades at school. Um, there, you know, a whole whole variety of things. I mean, she she touched on so many things that, that I can't quite remember them all. Um, right right up to the benefits um, for for the elderly and and facts and figures that would back up the benefits for for our NHS um, if if more people had companion animals. 
Yeah, no, it's true. Um, dog owners are said to live longer. They're also said to smile more. And they're also said to, to laugh more than non-dog owners. And we know that laughing reduces stress and laughing actually uses less wrinkles than frowning. So you could even say dogs are better for you than, <laughs> than Botox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need, I need to start laughing for the rest of the day. Yeah, absolutely. But laughter is one of the great, great assets, actually, that, that we have. So I know my, my dog, you know, Prudence, she, she certainly makes me laugh every day. And that's, that's fantastic, because otherwise being on my Todd here, you know, it was all a bit gloomy and bleak for a while. And I think what's also happened is that we've re- calibrated all of our values i mean all of us have changed in this time you know we're not the same people because it, how it all works behaviorally is that we are affected by our environment and coming out of this pandemic now the vista isn't going to be the same and so many more people will be working from home and will therefore be able to have a dog and benefit from the productivity that um, I read a statistic over the weekend actually Gabby from an insurance firm that said that 41% of all people now working from home since the pandemic are benefiting from their dog and the dog is giving them, you know, better productivity working from home as a massive shift change for them. You know, by punctuating the day, setting out their routine, we get up, we go out, we have fresh air, we have exercise, we come back in. And then I know for myself, I can't really settle for the day's work at home unless I've been out with the dogs. So it's kind of a good structure for anyone to have yes absolutely um, and you know i think it's interesting that the, the the government did introduce these changes to the model tenancy agreement in in favor of um you know pe people who consider pets as their family during a pandemic when pets have been so so important to 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 people um and w one of the other just going back to insurance one of the the other interesting things that came from the webinar um, was the presentation from Jen Berazazi. She presented a number of options that, that would be available to a tenant and a landlord um, with, with pets that, that, that would provide cover um, in, in the event that a, a, a dog or a cat or, or any, any other pet caused cause damage to, to, to the property. So, sorry, I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit, but I, I was I was very I, I was very taken and, and, and very excited by by the positivity of, of the webinar and, and how considerate it was to, to to the other side of the debate um, as it were. I mean the you know the, the legal expert Sarah Dixon talked a lot about her understanding the the concerns or potential concerns of, of landlords. So it, it was just it was just such a, a, a balanced discussion and Andrew's legislation is is such a balanced piece of legislation that I, I really do hope that government follow through now with with some speedy changes that gives us the regulation that we need yes i i agree and i now it's all about momentum though isn't it gabby i mean because for it to become law i'm not super okay with all of the parliamentary process i have to say but uh, andrew when he was on my podcast just before the webinar he was saying anna you've got to remember i'm only one mp of i think it's 660 mps and i think there has to obviously be a majority of MPs that say yes to this. So I guess the idea is everybody has got to write to their 
MP and say, look, you know, we need Jasmine's law to become law. Yes, I, I think I think that is the case. Um, I mean, we 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 have made it very easy at um, at Poor House to 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 write to your MP. Um, you can um, you can go onto our website, um, which is www.paul.house. That's P-A-A-W. And in the campaign section, um, we have provided a link where you just need to use your postcode, and it will generate a letter to your local MP in in support of Jasmine's law. If of course you do support um, Jasmine's law on a pet in every home. Yeah, it makes it so easy. I've done it through Poor House, actually. It's it's perfect. It's so easy. So my MP is uh, Meg Hillier, and so she's been written to, which is so, which is a good thing. I just think, you know, Gabby, when you think dogs are now really considered as family, I think to a degree they always have been, but I think now just because of the economic trends really you know the world of dogs has changed so much for the better that we now see that with dogs they are your social network your community without having to be on social media yes absolutely um and and you know my my dog is my family i you know i've 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 been been through quite a lot for the little guy um but I, you know, I, I also accept that not everybody like likes a dog. Not everybody wa- wants a dog. Um, and and I think really that I hope coming out of this pandemic that that we we will just come out as more tolerant um, and kinder and, and and more balanced people. Um, I, I know that Andrew did did speak about his um you know ne- needing a number of M- MP support um to to get his bill passed, but he he did also mention. Um, uh, when he was speaking to you that um you know he he has he has a lot of cross party support um and you know i th- i think that's that's a reflection of um just generally the the, the great cross party initiatives that that have happened in in the world of pet dog and, and and animal welfare in general um you know we we got a wonderful message of support from app dog um before the the webinar which is the all party Dog Advisory Welfare Group, um, which is which is a bit of a mouthful, and um, with with their, their 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 note of support for um for for Jasmine's law, and you know I I think it's it's time really, isn't it? It is time. No, it totally is time. You know, back in two thousand and three, I faced eviction of Molly, my first miniature bull terrier, who was only nine months old at the time, and you know I I just made an arrangement with the freeholder it wasn't that simple actually but I fought it and we were able to stay in the flat I owned although it was leasehold providing I I put it on the market but the irony was at the time my workspace was dog friendly so I was able to take moles to work which was rare in 2003 but now of course you know we see so many I mean huge firms like Facebook and Amazon and Google being super dog friendly so this aspect of private landlords not being dog friendly is kind of massively out of sync with the rest of society that's where I think it's kind of you know, just a bit out of date uh, yeah, totally. Um, you know, I mean, there are there there are many um, many people who 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 I've spoken to for for, for those who 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 know um, they they know that we we had to move out of our home because we we have a because we have a dog in our family. But but there are many who who um, mistakenly think that you know I I took legal action against against this development. But 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 actually, what what happened to us was we had permission. 
written permission from our freeholder to have our dog and a group of residents who made up a management company took took legal action against against us um, and really in and and their, their their logic was that people in the development didn't like dogs uh, you know and really in in this day and age that's it, it in to, to my mind that that that's not acceptable one of the other things that came from the webinar is is that this you know this is an issue that that that, that crosses all um, all areas of society from you know the, the the amazing bond between a homeless person and their dog the the the, the gentleman that Dee Bonnet has has been campaigning on behalf of her friend who, who she lost to suicide because he couldn't take his dogs into temporary accommodation to you know young young men like um Jordan who um moved into his rented accommodation and couldn't take Jasmine with him to um you know pe people like me who 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 own their their, their own leasehold property but 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 can't live there with with their pets so it's 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 an issue that affects everyone in in society who who wants to keep a dog yes yes absolutely well i i was proud i i proved my freeholder wrong you know molly was not a nuisance to anyone in fact she became quite a mascot really and everyone was so sad when when we left and no one trod in dog poo no one had an allergic reaction and then you know my flat sold really really quickly so evidently it didn't smell and evidently it was in good order so as you said earlier you know that landlords must just assume that dogs are going to chew their way through the front door or or whatever but in andrew's bill in fairness he does also say that accommodation must be appropriate and it's something I think I, I talked about a bit on Friday is that you know if, if you have a Siberian husky then really maybe being on the 13th floor of, of a block is not the suitable accommodation for you and your dog and just as every dog is an individual every human is an individual so is in a way the property accommodation and uh, and in Andrew's bill he does clearly say that we must choose the right dog for our lifestyle and our experience and he is thinking about putting in some certification on how how a dog is trained which again says to me that a tenant with a dog is a great tenant because anyone who has spent time and effort training their dog they are conscientious they are responsible they want the best for them and they want the best for their dog so i think it's a win-win situation gabby totally i mean if, if anything this this legislation as i said earlier it, it it protects the interests of everybody it protects the interests of the landlord the tenant and the welfare of the pet we're in an unregulated limbo now where we have government saying you know we support this we we agree knowledge that that pets are part of people's lives but unfortunately you know that that's not the case i mean it's it's interesting that um the the landlord zone or um a landlord group hosted a webinar a couple of weeks ago um and they i, I read an article about it um, and during this 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 webinar was which was completely opposite in terms of balance um you know the a leading a leading lawyer um actually um stated that Andrew's bill would not see the light of day, that the government's new pet-friendly model and the bill would not change much, um, and explained to landlords that the model tenancy agreement is, is not mandatory, so, so, so they don't need, need to use it. Um, and, you know, for me, that I, 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 I just don't understand why, why we, we, can't all, we can't all work together and and, and come up with a solution, which, which, which in my mind, Andrew has done. But, 
but the, you know the, this this was a very negative approach to take rather than kind of saying well you know maybe a bill would be in the interests of of everybody. So I, I you know, I, I think I think there's there, there's a lot of work to be done, and, and I think people, if people, you know, if, if you're sitting at home happily with your pet in your home, thinking, oh yeah, this this is a great topic, um, you know, I I would encourage you on on behalf of those who are who are struggling to find accommodation with their pets, to to just take the the two or three minutes it takes to to email your MP to support this. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And the easiest place I can vouch for this is to go to poor.house and it's easy to find on, on the website. Describe to somebody what they have to do and where they go on your website in detail, Gabby, to do this. Um, well, it literally could not be easier. I mean, once, once you get onto the website, um, P-A-A-W-dot-H-O-U-S-E, um, there, there is on, on, on the top toolbar, you'll see campaigns. Um, and and this this is the you know the, the, the main campaign that is on there. So um, there is a small a small box that asks for your postcode. Um, once you pop in your postcode, it will take you to a letter that has already been generated. It will um, the, the the system will will know from your postcode who your local MP is. Um, you pop in your name and the letter will go to your MP. It's so simple. So I really hope everybody listening will do this. Oh, Gabby, yes. I'm sure there's even more to talk about from last Friday. I must say, I was so disappointed that it wasn't recorded, but all being well, all of the, the, the positive messages will, will come out in due course. Um, yes, I, I, I do hope so. I mean, it was a you know, it was it was a wonderful lineup of guests. I I completely understand that if 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 parliamentary websites are not recorded, well then they're they're, they're not recorded. Um, but um, you know, I th I think it's 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 important to to highlight the um all, all the good that came out of it. Um, and one person I didn't mention, um, I mean obviously we we had we had wonderful Rachel on our panel who who talked about the the mental health benefits of of her her cat Cleo and and just generally the the, the great things that um that pets bring to our lives but um also um P Peter Laurie from Battersea spoke about the you know the the, the heartache on on both sides of of the coin where whereby Battersea see people um, who are forced to give up their their, their family pets who, who they love dearly because of accommodation issues um, and, and, and the, the heartache that that gives his staff and, and obviously the people forced to give up their pets. But then on, on the flip side of that, they, they've got all, all these wonderful loving animals looking for homes um, and there are thousands of homes who are prohibited from having pets and, and giving these pets a loving home. I know exactly so it would help it really really would help for there to be um, hashtag a pet in every home help the rescue centres I mean I, I couldn't believe you know I couldn't do the heart, heart, heartache you know I'd, I'd probably move on to a pavement I think um, rather than give up my dogs but you know I suppose that's not practical perhaps but let's hope it never happens but anything can happen that's the point and I just feel that legislation generally you know on, a, on another issue of course which is dog theft which of course has been you know dominating the news in the last um, three months in particular is that the law it, it's just not strong enough now it doesn't actually cover dog theft as dogs are just grouped into the concept of property under the Theft Act, which is from 1968, a very old piece of legislation that hasn't been adapted to where we're at at the moment socioeconomically. And as a result, 
you know, I guess it was done very well in America, I suppose, last week when Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot four times to steal her three French bulldogs, which seems radical. I mean, hopefully it's not going to get that bad in the UK, but things are unfortunately really moving in in a very aggressive kind of direction with dog theft at the moment. And there's no law in place to um, help prevent it because it's such an easy crime for a very low consequence, i.e., you know, a dog is worth a mobile phone in a court of law at the moment. And that's another thing I think that government will be looking at now. Um, yes, I certainly hope so. I mean, it's incomprehensible that um, there, there, there are not, um, you know, that the, the, the law doesn't punish people for, for, for the, the crime that, that is taking, a, a, you know, a, a family member, a pet away from somebody. And, and it, has, it has become such a problem that I, I don't know how many articles I've, I've seen in, in the last two weeks um, actually giving, you know, giving you advice on how to keep your pet safe when, 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 you, go, when you go out, everything from pepper spray to new new leads that um that that somebody has designed it's 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 just it's just become a, a huge huge issue and a huge concern and and there there literally is no time now that that i leave the house that i i don't i don't think about oh my god is there somebody out there that's 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 watching or or, or looking and and we we really shouldn't 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 be in a situation like that because it 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 most definitely is a crime um and a crime that's um a, a lot a lot worse than stealing a, a piece of property you know our, our pets are not property they're 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 living human creatures i know absolutely i mean something i really would like to see happen hopefully hopefully in my lifetime is that animals are no longer considered chattel. I just don't like the word as well. But unfortunately, right now, in a court of law, animals are chattel. And that's the reason these criminals are getting away with uh, stealing dogs so so easily, because they have no fear, because there is no consequence. But government's done loads, actually. I mean, it, Jasmine's Law is a fantastic step in the right direction to make life a lot better with, with animals and pets in the home. But also, you've got law and the protection of service animals and all being well stricter sentencing in the same way as you know with the dog theft stricter sentencing for animal cruelty and neglect which currently is pitifully lenient pitifully lenient and that's another chapter that hopefully will be realized quite soon as well yes indeed i mean I, you know with, with regards to animal welfare pet welfare i i, I do think that we we, we have a, a very proactive government and and in fact a very you know a genuinely proactive cross-party initiatives going on so um there's been so much going on in the last 12 months that um you know our our mps and our politicians have have, have a, a lot to deal with but 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 i i do think that they they, they are vested in in animal welfare in general and and i and i hope that we will continue to see legislation coming through um that you know protects these valuable creatures that give us joy in our lives Absolutely. Well, here, here to that. And just in case people didn't get it, your website again, Gabby, please. It's uh, www.paaw.house. Brilliant. So there's no .com at the end of it. There's no .com. No, it's 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 dot .house. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, well, thanks, Gabby. You know, it's been great to catch up today. And I know we've got more to talk about, but shall we save that for another podcast and keep people waiting? 
<laughs> um, I think maybe maybe we will do that, and um, we've 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 got lots of fun stuff to talk about the next the next time we speak. Um, but um, but 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 yeah, I th I think to, it was nice today to 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 reflect on on the success of of Andrew's um, Andrew's webinar last week, and the um, you know the the, the wonderful balanced views and contributions of, of, of everybody who took part um, and, and the great um, great information that that Jen gave us about possible possible insurance initiatives and, and I, th I think it just really reflected that um, you know as, as, as a group we, we want what's best for, for for everybody not not just pet people. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Everyone get on to poor.house. Please write to your MP if you do think Jasmine's law is a good idea and also sign the petition and let's make it a reality. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks for this. Thank you, Anna. It's a pleasure as always. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know you're very lucky to have a roof over your head. I hope you all enjoyed it too. And if you did, please rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts, as we're on all the platforms, and it really helps other dog lovers find us. Thank you so much to Gabby for joining us. And you can find out more at Poorhouse, where you can sign the petition to support Jasmine's Law and easily write to your MP straight from the Poorhouse website. That's just poor.house. Thanks also to Mike Hansen and Pod People Productions for the music and the production as ever. Follow them at Pod People UK. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs or visit my website annaweb.co.uk where you can book training and nutrition sessions, read my blogs and lots more. <laughs> Subscribe now on your favourite podcast app as we're on all of them and you'll never miss a new show. And you can check out our previous episodes like with Rupert Sheldrake, the alternative vet Lise Hansen or with author Simon Garfield. We'll be back in your feed though next Sunday for another episode of A Dog's Life with me, Anna Webb. Bye for now.